What do you say? Are we going? Go. We're like, we're just a shoot and go. Like, no, no practice, no nothing. We That's just right. go on this ep- on this show in general. AJ, what episode number is this? I ask you every time. Twelve? Is this episode twelve? I think it's way more than twelve. Is it more than twelve? I think. <laughs> okay, you're probably right. I think. Hold on a second. I'm going to tell you because I know for a fact that okay. it is way more than twelve. Nice. And every time I tell myself, I'm going to be like prepared. To know exactly. Okay, this is episode 17. 17. Okay, Lucky good. number 17. That is my number that I play on the roulette table no matter what. Always oh, wow. really? a chip on 17. St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. March 17th. Lucky Respect. number 17, right? Middle of the board. Yeah. Numbers. Does this does this make any sense? Are oh, we yeah. off on a tangent? No, I, I know exactly. Do what musicians you're gamble? About. I know. We gamble with our lives and our money. With our lives. But not for fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we are, episode 17 of the Cedar Rapids Music Scene Podcast. I am Mike Schulte, your host from the Pork Tornadoes, AJ Vince of Wolf Den Wears, Wolf Pat Productions, yes. yeah, Friendly yeah, yeah. Fire On. Cool. Uh-huh. He's the man that makes it work. I somehow pulled it off today. <laughs> he showed up two minutes ago and had everything set up, ready to go. <laughs> Ghetto so, rigged and everything. That's right. Ghetto rigged fabulous, my friend. Well, today uh, we got another special guest, local music scene legend, Brooke Hoover. Now, Brooke, <laughs> hold on real quick. I got to tell you that it's a struggle for me to say your name. It's a lot of O's. Well, for some reason, I've had it in my head for years that it's Brock Hoover. Oh, that's close enough. So, like, <laughs> I, I thought it was Brock, and then I really looked at it, and there's two O's there, no C. So now I struggle to say Brock. Brock. Hey, what's up, Brock? Brock. Brock Hocker. <laughs> Brock, 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 Brock's got Brock Rock Hopper. in it. Brock Hocker. It's <laughs> a lot of O's. That could be your stage name, man. Yeah. How you doing today? Oh, really great. Having having a good time. Yeah, just a good time. You brought yep. your own coffee with you? Yeah, I did. That's yep. the first time anybody brought their own coffee. Oh, I know. Anymore. I should have brought more. <laughs> no, that's good. Well, t- tell me, so so most people probably know you as uh, uh, one of the members of Surf Zombies, correct? Well, it's possible. A few that's people how I know you. heard the legend. Good. The mm-hmm. legend of the Surf Zombies. Somebody knows. What, uh, what, else, what else have you been, uh, what else are you currently in right now? Um, well, I'm... Still playing uh, a few solo gigs I do, which is really a lot of fun. That's my, kind of my selfish endeavor where I just pick my own songs and uh, pick my own tempos and arrangements and kind of control everything and do uh, solo gigs. And that's what I've been working on because I've had to rehabilitate my voice. Oh, really? Yes. I got hit in the neck by a surfboard. I had a surfing what? accident. In Was this August. recent? Yeah, late August. Oh wow! So you California. so you're not you're not just I mean surf zombies. You're actually living your. You're, this isn't a fake. It's name. not ironic. You're, you're, it's, it's not. You're living. You're I, a surfer. I was trying to. I was zombies. trying to be legit. And I took a surf lesson, and <laughs> it's very difficult. And I got up for about a third of a second, and it was great. And then you know I just fell like fifty times off the board. And so um, you took a board to the. I was throat. getting exhausted, and I was kind of laying back in a wave for a second, and the board came crashing in on a wave directly in my larynx super hard oh, geez, and uh, did you know there was a problem right off yes, the bat kind of a thing yes i told my instructor and he said get back on the board and i just kept going for another hour and a half and <laughs> i was exhausted <laughs> it was great but uh, i'll i'll try it again but so, how, how are you how are you feeling now i mean are, oh, it you're feels just rehabilitating good. a little bit no yeah it's it it was pretty you know it was a pretty hard hit but uh uh, the interesting thing, it knocked my voice down from like, if I sang something in C, I got to move it down to F. Really? Yeah. Wow. Or G to E or an octave lower. And so I've had to relearn all my uh, songs or just work up new stuff in the past uh, couple months. I've been doing that every day. And it's really, I kind of like the lower sound. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, so I've been just, you know, I just, if I try to do my normal high pitch stuff, it just, uh, it just cracks like really, really bad. <laughs> so I, it's just like, do not attempt. Well, that, that's what's always it's, been crazy for me about like <laughs> singers is, you know, like I could break a drumstick, I can break a drum head, guitar string can break, but like wow. that, when the voice goes out, like, what, what do you do? You, you, yeah. You got to take care of that thing because that's like a part of you. Let alone, it's not just an instrument; it's a part of you. Yeah, and that that's got to be tough being a singer and just trying to keep your voice healthy at all times, right? Especially in the yeah. shitty Iowa winters, right? Oh my gosh, I've I've just always had kind of a weak, thin voice, and I but I work with it and just use it, and you know, now I just got to redo it. And so it's kind of I'm kind of digging the change, but <laughs> right. Uh, I've you know it's nice to have a real good singer in the band, but usually it's 
it just by default I got I cover <laughs> I cover a lot of stuff. Yeah. So what what instruments do you play? Your your guitar player? Yeah, singer? guitar is my main instrument, and uh, Surf Zombies, of course, is all instrumental. That's have to sometimes explain that that means no words in the songs to people. When, when's the when do the singing start? Is <laughs> yeah, it, no, it doesn't. It gets. How do yeah. I know what it's about? We have yeah, to. How explain do I know what the song's that. about? And yeah, and they are about something, but uh, we just make the sound with uh, guitars. And uh. <laughs> well, do you think some of Surf Zombie's success has come from just the uniqueness of the band? Because I mean, explain explain oh. the band. I mean, not only are you all instrumental, but I mean, you're playing. Um, are are you covering and playing originals for the uh, most part? All all original. We do a cover by the Atlantics. Just I don't know. We some uh, our friend from uh, Poland recommended that we cover the song or listen to it. We just picked it up and we should probably pick up another cover, but. Well, yeah. essentially, you guys are just you're you're kind of uh, imitating the sounds of like the the, yeah. the surfing. You know what? What would that be? What decade would that um, be? Um, like? I think the surf thing happened sixty one to sixty three, roughly. I think the Beatles knocked it out on sixty four, sixty five. I'm sure it was pretty much clobbered that scene, but uh, it kind of bubbles. It was kind of under the surface, and you know, and kind of like uh, movie soundtracks and commercials and just you know the, the songs are still there but uh it just slowly went worldwide over you know since it disappeared but it's more of an underground kind yeah. of, a, of a genre wouldn't you say yeah it's a weird mix of like real mainstreamy pop you know it's because we we use like pop structures and melodies and uh but it's yeah it's strictly then you can kind of stretch it out and get kind of uh abstract and you know, dissonant, and uh, it 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 does feel you know even metal at times. You know, like <laughs> that's just all right, though. Pure power riffing, you know, and uh, appeal to many different people, and, right? Yeah, we you we it's just all these elements, you know. We try to utilize dynamics, you know, dramatically, and then uh, we try to play like an E flat, A flat, you know, D flat, or any key, B flat. We put them in all strange keys and. Just try to stretch it to where we freak each other out. You know, it's basically, <laughs> you know, if I'm if I freak myself out, then I will, you know, give the guys a demo, and if they like it, <laughs> what's how often are you guys playing per year? Oh, uh, you know, I'm not very good at counting my calendar. You're thinking but what? I mean, if you even said like two, two, three times a week, or sorry, yeah, sorry, a month, maybe it could or? be. No, it's uh, it's just about. Maybe four weekends a month, three and a half to four weekends a month, something like, you know, could be t one, two, or three nights per weekend. So it's somewhere in that. So you're getting that 50 you know, to 70 shows a probably, year or something like that. Geez, we just, I'm terrible. Some people have like a direct, like, well, this is gig 9,000 and two. <laughs> I'm envious of that when they people can have count that. their gigs and, or the, you know, that's just a. We had the uh, statistics. Do you guys keep? Well, no, I, I wish we did. Mind? But there's uh, Joel Anderson was a four or five episodes ago in the band Ten Grand from Iowa City, oh, and yeah. they kept a detailed that's cool diary of the bands they played with, where it was, what date it was. I mean, like I, I'm I'm very envious of that that we've made it this far and haven't kept it good. Oh well, now now, now you've got social media to kind of do that for you. Yeah, you can look true. at your past events and yeah. websites, but but man, to have all those details right. Like, Show number one. Oh, we 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 faked it. We said we had show number five hundred last year, and wow. it was probably pretty darn close. That's but cool. Also, like it wasn't show five hundred. It was wow. it was a total gimmick because oh, well. who knows what number it was? But <laughs> dang, it was close. Enough, Truth right? comes out. Mike. Truth comes <laughs> out. Well, podcast over. How much can you one person keep track of? Right, know, that's what just, I'm saying. That's what I'm it's saying. Just ridiculous. How often are you guys playing out of town versus in Cedar Rapids? Uh we're trying not to overdo Cedar Rapids, but uh, maybe once every six weeks in Cedar Rapids, okay. roughly. And De we sort of split that with Des Moines, uh, Ankeny, Omaha. Um, maybe like a five-hour radius of Cedar yeah. Rapids kind of a thing. We're going to Lawrence, Kansas coming up uh, at the replay. I should have brought all my dates. That'd be fun to see. Uh, but... My wife was asking me where I'm playing this weekend. I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really don't it. know. I just, she's like, yeah, but I need to know. I need details. I'm like, ah, we're, we're <laughs> you know what? 
Friday we're in uh, Octopus in Cedar Falls. Oh, that's a great nice. venue. Yeah. Every everything I find that every band has the different personalities. Like every band has the one guy that that can tell you what's going to happen oh. in three months and exactly where the show is and where it's at, yeah. which is me. Yeah. And then you have the guy who literally you have to tell him on Friday that there's a show on Saturday and where to be. <laughs> checking in, just and, and checking that, which in. is Mason of, of our band. Like he's, he's like, not sure if he's got work he, off. He never so. knows. He's just like, oh, what am I? What show am I playing tomorrow? You know, yeah. People will tell him, they'll be like, oh, I saw that you're playing here tomorrow. And he's like, oh, ye, uh, you bet. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, that's where I'm playing. Every oh. band's got to have that different dynamic, yeah. right? Totally. So how, how do you go about finding shows out of town? You know, because I find that Cedar Rapids, I feel like we are pretty lucky and we do have a lot of different venues and people that want to have live music in their clubs and their bars and restaurants, but... That's not the tough part. I mean, I think people, like you said, can overplay Cedar Rapids because there's so many opportunities. But, but you know, to get out of town, that's like the next step. And how do you go about going, hi, you don't know me. This is my band. I want to play at your club, and I want you to pay me money. Like, how, how do you make that happen? Oh, well, you know, our bass player, Trevor, has been making some pretty fun videos, and he, he can, you know, we can uh, attach that video to... You know, a link to that video if they want to, you know, get a quick look at um, some scenes of us playing live, which are pretty funny to look at because uh, uh, we take uh, fan uh, videos, uh, take those files, together. yeah, mash, you know, when we're, and we just mash it all when we're acting really, really weird and silly and jumping around or hopping around or doing something really bizarre. And we, kind of smash that all together and, and put it, your music over the top yeah of and it looks pretty i'm like where is that place i'm like who's why am i jumping around <laughs> like that <laughs> i have no clue <laughs> <laughs> or do you do you find it's you get a pretty really i mean funny. essentially what you're describing is uh you know just having good content like we've talked about where you're you're saying it's, dear club yeah. in lawrence kansas yes here's our band name here's our bio here you can listen to some audio you can watch some videos that seems to be pretty direct right yeah. Are you, are you generally starting off? Are you generally saying we want to make this kind of money? Or are you kind of letting them dictate to say this is what we normally pay bands? Does this work for you? Well, we uh, we are a little flexible. We we'll, we'll sort of meet them in the middle and uh, you know get what we can and uh, make sure it's it's worthwhile for everybody. Yeah, covers gas and yes, puts and some money in your pocket. Yes, it 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 averages out um, pretty good because we. Uh, sell some merch and uh that that seems to offset uh if the if it's uh you know maybe a multi-band fun you know super smash up in uh like the yacht club or gabe's you know we'll see what's you know they'll it could be a door cut or a small guarantee and then uh you know even if the show is pretty thin we will sell enough merch to usually it seems to be you know about the same number and sometimes larger shows, you sell less merch, and so you never just, know, right? Yeah, yeah. the merch kind of makes it to where we can, we don't have to worry horribly if it's a, a mediocre payout. Well, we've talked about this so many times before, and AJ is the master of merch. I mean, oh. he's he's got a, a clothing line company, and he talks about it all the time. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's I, my it, biggest thing, my biggest pet peeve. But like, I don't know, like uh, trigger point, I guess. Yeah, well, because it blows my mind when people yeah. don't have merch. Yeah. I mean, even just a t-shirt yes. or koozies or like you even brought some in here. You've got like yes. a bottle opener here. I mean, super cool. You've got a lighter. I mean, the, literally anything that you can make sure makes sense on how yes. much you got to spend versus what you're going to sell it for will will supplement your band's income and get your name brand awareness out there, right? It seems to help. Yeah, yeah. I mean, AJ's <laughs> talked about it millions of times about. I mean, just just getting a good design on a good T-shirt yeah. is just such an easy thing to do, right? Absolutely. I mean, and that yeah, like, and I see your koozie over there. It's just it's yeah. it's your brand right on it. It's it looks cool. It's a cool color scheme and everything. Like that's exactly what it what it needs to be. It does not have to be super extravagant. It can be simple yeah. as long as it's a nice design. And it doesn't have to cost you a million dollars. Well, this to get is it what done. you buy five hundred of these; they're like a dollar a piece, something yeah. like and that. And then most yeah. people won't bat an eye at paying five bucks yeah. for a koozie. Wow. I mean, it's—I yeah. don't know what you're charging. That's what we charge, and yeah. most people don't care. I think yeah. we were doing for three for a while, but you know, we we sort of Bump fluctuate. That up, I was going to say three to five, but we flip five bucks. I see all yeah. the time. But and, but all you're doing is you know you're selling. Even if you're selling them at three, 
you know, you're you're making your money back with by selling what two hundred of them, and then now yeah. you've got three hundred left at profit. So absolutely. So we coordinated uh, the CD logo with a uh, koozie, a lighter, uh, and a keychain, and oh, we've got. Um, bookmarks I gave out for Halloween. I asked kids, do you want a bookmark or do you want a sugar bomb? <laughs> sugar bomb, please, sir. And they're like, you're crazy. You're crazy. You're and, crazy guy. And then uh, they, a lot of them took a bookmark. So we, I just thought one of my friends, well, Aaron Wells, who did our first and most recent cover, the Surf and Skeleton, and then the sur- the skeleton dude on the, <laughs> on the motorcycle. She's a, a dear friend, and uh, she made a bookmark. And so... I was inspired by Aaron Wells, who lives out in California, does it. So we always love our illustrators and our yeah. We we try to hire you know local or artists that we know. And uh, Bill Heller did, and Barb Jacobs did our um, "It's a Thing," which was a vinyl LP. They did it kind of uh, in the style of Mad Magazine, kind of wacky '60s style. Then, yeah, uh, a dude from. Uh, Sam Gambino did our second and third ones. He's an artist. He's in Alabama. He's kind of a hot rod painter, uh, nice. well, graphic you can, designer. You can tell that you guys put a lot of stock in in like the image and, and what albums are looking like. And and I think sometimes that gets a little lost in yeah. people is is the well, making sure that making Thank sure you. that your brand <laughs> recognition is always there. See, and that's what I was going to say is I have to applaud like your consistency and continuity be- between all these things, although they have like different themes and and somewhat vibes, but um it's all you like, can almost recognize it right like, away. Yeah, it's like I totally surf- get it. Yes, yeah. it assimilates with you so clearly. And then your your logo too across all of your other merch items that you have here. It's all the same. It's immediately recognizable as what you're doing. You know what I mean? So uh, surf zombies. Yeah. You know what I've seen too. A lot of people with Thanks, with all that. You know, sometimes if you only just have a t-shirt or just has a have a koozie, that's fine. That's great. It's something to sell. But when you have a lot of stuff like you do, yeah. I've seen where a lot of the touring bands will put will make a pack out of it so so like okay the, the shirt is yeah. 20 the koozie's five this is everything adds yeah. up to 80 dollars. but if you want one of everything it's 60 dollars or something oh like yeah that. you that's know, much better package deals are, are great if the more merch you have the more you can package things together i mean especially if people got a couple drinks in them they just enjoyed your we've all been to those concerts where you come off of a high you just saw a band and you're like so into them mm-hmm. and you feel so great and all you want to do is support them i mean it's yes. pretty easy to reach into your pocket and just go Here's 50 bucks. Like yeah. I want everything you got. Or nowadays with Squarespace, like uh, being able to charge credit cards, to take cards is huge. Taking now, cards man. at your merch. Ooh, we got to get going yeah. with that. It's pretty easy. Yeah. You know, if, if somebody's really got a smartphone, uh, it's called Squarespace. They Squarespace. will send you a little card reader that mm-hmm. plugs into your phone. Ooh, and you set up an account. Free. Yeah, it's for free. You set up an account. It will charge cards for you keep inventory for you and i think really all they're doing is taking like a a five percent credit card charge it's Um, very minimal it's very minimal yeah it's like two percent two or three percent and, uh, last I checked, but and most people mm-hmm. are like, well, that's yeah. the money that I would have preferred to to get. Tell them to go to an ATM and just get the money. But mm-hmm. but how many times do you maybe lose somebody Sometimes, if they yeah. if they don't want to get charged at an ATM for their three dollar? There's no reason not to do that. Yeah, yeah. But that's what we're all about. <laughs> just talking about stuff. Yeah. Right? It's fun. Yeah. Good. What else? What else do you do? Are do you consider yourself a full time musician? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Full time artist, I guess you'd say something. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. I'm just a mad hustler. My poor wife. She's like, "What are you doing today?" I'm like, "I'm working." I jump out of bed and she's. She she just doesn't ask. She don't, at some point, you just she's don't like, ask. What anymore. are you doing? <laughs> and uh, you don't want to know. I'm going on a podcast. Yeah, five people listen to. It's going to be awesome. And three five of them billion, are in this mean. room. Five billion. Oh what else gosh. do you do to supplement uh, income? You know, I mean, I know yeah. we all know that being a a local musician in iowa i mean unless you're playing a gig every single night uh it's it's <laughs> tough to it's tough to make a living off yeah. of it. What, what else are you doing to supplement income oh i repair guitars uh which is or do minor setups on guitars change strings clean them and sometimes i flip them or turn you know sell a guitar here and there buy and sell guitars uh, do you so, teach? Do you teach lessons? Oh gosh, yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> I teach uh, guitar. I've got a teaching degree from UNI. 
picked up in uh, Panthers. Yeah, real. <laughs> got out of there in '86 uh, with a teaching degree and uh, worked in schools for quite a while. Um, and I also taught guitar. And I'd kind of break that up with jumping in with road bands. This is the '80s and playing full time, uh, kind of like Midwest, uh, East Coast, and down in the Deep South. Uh, a lot of Minnesota stuff. Um, so I kind of, you know, just taught guitar when I wasn't gigging or whatever. You just can. sort of it's... keep uh, scrambling and jumping. <laughs> I've been doing it a long time. Well, that's 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 a metaphor too for like the the individual artists keep just going. doing whatever they can. But it's also yeah. the same for the bands. Like we've been talking about how keep going. you know adding the merch to your um, repertoire as a band. But also one of the cool reasons I wanted to bring you on is I know that you've had some success generating income from other um avenues uh, for your band like like the C, like cd baby in particular yeah for you, cd right? baby wonderful <clears throat> how, how has that been wor- and like maybe describe to people that don't know cd baby and, and how that's yeah, been working cd for baby's been really good for uh surf zombies um let's see gosh when i for i must i don't know if i've been on that maybe 13 or 14 years on cd baby uh what did I put on our Meerkats albums? That oh, was Meerkats. Uh, that's that was my. That's uh, where I knew you from. Yeah. I couldn't remember that 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 OG band. Yeah, that was old school. We were we were pretty crazy. We were four real wild dudes, uh, <laughs> just crazy characters that we played. Gosh, like twenty years with Kyle Oilo was yep. in for In and Out, and uh, he was a great songwriter and. Uh, Anyway, yeah, I've got those on CD, baby. They don't, they didn't sell much. It's basically just an online yeah. distri- distribution yeah. company. And yes, what they used yes. to do is they used to mail, they used to mail the physical albums to people. I okay. think back in the day, right? Oh. It seems like they what? The, yes, you can do that. Uh, and the thing where we anyway, Meerkats didn't do anything great. I did a solo album, which was. Uh, sold a couple now i don't know seven or eight copies or something Nothing great. <laughs> i don't god it was terrible but uh the surf zombies kind of got it is it niche or yeah. niche what's the word i, call, I say niche niche yeah. sounds more Iowa. anyway <laughs> and the n-i-c-h-e thing for surfing <laughs> surf instrumentals that was pretty good so that took off but anyway yes it links it with um let me just back up CD Baby not, will sell your CDs to fans individually, or there's a there's a distributor called CD Alliance or something like that that seems to automatically buy a few here and there regularly. So that's really cool. That's they seem to get them to other distributors. So so you'll find them for sale, you know, worldwide, Australia. Yeah, you and, type in the name of the band yeah, and album, you'll see it for sale in random Italy places. and Switzerland. And, and that's all coming from your I, subscription with CD I Baby, believe basically. it is, yes, yes. And now they'll do online, um, like, downloads as well, right? Like digital yes, downloads? That's that's where it gets interesting. It, it will hook you right into Spotify, iTunes, uh, Apple, like Apple UK, Apple Australia, Apple Mexico, Apple, uh, you know, all these little interesting countries, you know, from all over. Uh, so you get, you know, income from that. And you get that, you get the income from either if somebody's going to digitally download your album or just the streaming, streaming aspect yes, of it. yes, yes, Spotify. And I'm looking at Apple Music right now, and I've got you here. I've got your latest, re- latest release, oh, Return wow. of the Skeleton, <laughs> and I've got it where I could just listen to this entire album, because I'm a member of Apple Music. Oh. So I could listen to your entire <laughs> album right now, and then you're going to get some very, very minimal <laughs> streaming revenue. That's but interesting. But yeah. it builds up, right? It, I mean, Somehow. It's, it all sort of absurd. builds up. It's absurd. Well, I mean, you know, I was always terrified of record labels, and not that I was ever talented enough to have, or, you know, together enough to really uh, deserve a record label uh, deal, but just this, every everybody I've ever heard of that ever had a anything to do with a label usually ends up, you know, in getting <laughs> <Worse> broke <off. laughs> or destroyed yeah. or, you know... Well, devastated you know so. what's crazy though i mean like if if that if it were that way 10 years ago it's probably even worse nowadays because i don't yeah. there's no money anymore in 
in yeah. just being a band. Like the only way that I've heard that yeah. these these major bands make money is is ticket sales and merchandise. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're not making any money yeah. off of yeah. off of. Uh, of album sales anymore, and that's where the money used to come from back in the day, right? You know, and, and those residuals. I heard, a, I heard a story. I think it was, I think it was Sammy Hagar was on <laughs> was on Howard Stern like five years ago, but right. they did a replay of it, and he talked about how this is five years ago. Things have changed yeah, even yeah. worse. To then, he said that um, his album was like number one on the charts the week it came out, selling nineteen thousand albums worldwide. Nineteen thousand albums worldwide. He was number one. He said. He said, had that happened ten years ago, twenty years ago, you would have been immediately released from your label. You're a total failure. Oh, you only sold nineteen thousand albums. You know what I mean. So if that just goes to say, if that was five years ago, man, what 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 is somebody like actually selling nowadays? Like ten. 10,000, 5,000 albums. Yeah, I mean, ooh, boy. And that's a success. You mean like physical copies? Physical copy. Or, or, and I think they'll consider that a, a digital purchased download from an iTunes or something yeah. like that is considered an album. Oh, okay. Yeah. But a lot of people don't buy them because they can stream them. It, you know? Oh, yeah. It's I, I don't know quite the ins and outs of what really constitutes and counts anymore, like, you know, with the streaming industry. Yeah. And yeah, in the last five years, that's blown up is the yeah. streaming. People want their, their music on such demand. And they like, if, you know, if I like a song, I'll play it like four times over. Yeah. But I've used, I'm a Spotify user. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not that's paying also, to listen no, to that song four uh, times. Uh, yeah, exactly. And like, I mean, I'm just, I, I will run over that song over and over again. You know what I mean? But, and uh, I also use it for exploration and everything though yeah. too, to find new music. Um, it's like that it's, it's a catch 22. It's, it's silly almost not to be on there if you're original, but at yep. the same time, you can't bank on that you for definitely anything. Can't bank. Cause you know, what do you mean? I mean, so what is uh give me an average. Are you getting a payment on like a monthly basis from CD baby? Uh, yeah. Uh, August was unusually good. Um, yeah, August was crazy. Um, but <laughs> what, what's our, and if you don't mind sharing, what, what's a rough idea uh, gosh, of, of just a, and, and you don't have to if you don't yeah. want to. I'll, I'll tell you um, that <laughs> another thing similar to CD Baby would be like Bandcamp. Mm. Um, I think it's kind oh, of yeah, we use that kind of a yes. similar Bandcamp feature where good. Bandcamp will allow people to download the, the the music. I think. And funny story, we forgot that we were on there. We put we put some songs on there just as a free here. Oh, good. Here, type in zero dollars, whatever okay. you can have it. But they had the option to throw some money at you if they wanted. Oh. Awesome. <laughs> and we forgot about Free that, and, and I got a no- notification no that's like, "Hey, there's thirty seven dollars sitting <laughs> in your account." I was like, "Oh my god, yeah. hey, I forgot anything, about this." <laughs> it, yeah, how anything anything adds up. I mean, you've got. Gosh. I don't think you really have to pay anything to be a part of Bandcamp or CD Baby, but I know they take a little bit of a cut from things that you yes, make. Right? Yeah, CD that Baby right. takes maybe a dollar or two off every CD, and then. Uh, I think they take a little bit of the streaming off it, you know, take a little piece of that too. So, so uh, it's pretty easy. Like if I'm an original band right now and I want to get yeah, my music cool. on CD baby, I mean, do I basically just go create an account and, and, yes. and start picking the features that I want this to be yeah, it's uploading like 29 or $39 to upload an album right. to list it. And then, and then they take care of everything. They'll get yeah. it everywhere it needs to go. I know a lot of those companies will, I'd have to check on CD Baby, but there are some in particular, if you're a cover band or you have a cover Ooh, version, wow. that they will actually take care of the licensing That's for nice. you as well to be Ooh. able to to put that online as a cover version. Because mm-hmm. I know that was tough for a while, um, being able to get around those copyrights. But even YouTube will do that now. YouTube, if you put a cover version on YouTube that is copyright claimed, they will they will find it, they will claim it, and they will claim ownership rights of it, but they'll keep your video up and then they'll essentially share any revenue with you on YouTube. So there, there's, I think artists are getting smart about, wow. um, you remember that whole ridiculous feud with Facebook where Facebook and universal music, you like you, universal music, 
didn't want their music to be played on Facebook because they wanted Facebook to pay them. But Facebook's like, why would I pay you? Mm. We're, <laughs> we don't care about you. Right. And so if your song got caught in a Facebook video, it would get deleted yeah. immediately from a universal music artist. Right. But they finally figured out uh, there were, there were artists like Ed Sheeran and stuff that were like, why, why would I care that these people are covering my songs? Yeah. You know, all it's doing is helping to get, this song out there right and you know then then they're actually making the money off of this now that they've reached some yeah in a roundabout way yeah yeah yeah, they're getting they're getting the payback on it pretty much such a weird that's a a fine line you know i mean if somebody asks us can we like we're making a commercial or a podcast and we need some lead-in music or something can we use it or you know i'm like Yes, I grant permission. Just go for it. Thanks for asking, and I don't care really. Well, well, it helps you, know. you out because yeah, it, it gives a little bit of hey, give us a plug. Tell tell everybody who the song was by. But at the same time, collecting publishing is nice too. Right. <laughs> so I think you can probably share some things without collecting, and if you do collect, that's cool too. So didn't you, know. you say something about how you are um, even working with like a? distributing company as far as like trying to get music into movies and tv shows yeah. and stuff like that yes yes uh is that a new venture here no, that's been happening for a while uh uh my buddy doug roberson from he was in the surf doug zombies used to run games yes he? doug he's great oh yeah wonderful God, doug legend. is the man is he what's he doing nowadays i you know i don't talk to him much for some reason we we just I don't, don't think run he's involved with Gabe's or anything. I anymore, think he's right? kind of laying low, and then he yeah. probably goes out and plays with diplomats of South. Oh, that's South. right, yeah, that's right. Which is awesome. Cool. I mean, he's just a super cool rock machine. Super funny thing oh about meeting Doug for the very first yep. time when I was in high school. My band, Black Rim Glasses, yeah, yeah. Like yep. we, like I, we were high school kids who would go to shows at Gabe's, and I was we were traveling from Mount Pleasant, forty-five yep. minutes yep. away, and we we cut like our first like album in our buddy's basement, like where we practiced and everything. We made us. We made this full album, and we went in. I remember handing it to him, like thinking, and it was him behind the bar. <laughs> Going, and Doug, I was like, "We're gonna play hey. your club." I was like, "Hey, this is our album. We'd love to play here sometime. If you want to call us, there's info." And I remember him saying to me, "I will not be calling you." <laughs> He's like, "I will listen to this though." That's and, nice. uh, <laughs> and it's just, just like that. Like yeah, shock. It's like, oh, you, there goes your dreams. Oh. <laughs> or like when He's you direct, but no, but and it, I don't mean that in a rude no, way because no. I've met him pre he tells like the truth. other times. Times. Every so other person really, that walks in the bar hands, hands yeah. on a CD. That's not how it works. Yeah, it's cool. like, hey man, uh, it's more or less like, hey kid, that's really not how it works. And yeah. so it's like, oh, there's my first shock into the music world. Oh, so when I was, story. I can't remember what concert this was, but I think I was like 18, and I had I brought a CD with me of my band to like a professional concert, mm-hmm. and I made myself all the way to the front row. I think it was like Deftones or something like that. Right. And I like threw the album on the stage. Like right when they were done, going okay, some roadie's gonna pick this up, take it backstage. They're totally gonna listen to it. I watched as a roadie grabbed it, broke it in half, and threw it in the trash. Can. Oh yeah! We're like no, my dreams. Let's make sure. I thought they were gonna ask us on stage and to finish this tour with them. No, we're all like that. I mean, yeah. we're dream. We're musicians. We're dreamers. We're dreamers yeah, man. Right. Well, the reason I brought up Doug was yeah. because uh, he is friends with Ken Duncan from. Ken from uh, Pravda, a label in uh, Chicago. Oh, he's in the New Duncan Imperials. Is Ken? Okay. Anyway, uh, and he does the publishing thing. So Doug got the Surf Zombies' first album going along that route where we sign, you know, agreements, and then uh, he shops it or he has connections where he'll uh, get the music to people that place the songs in TV and uh, movies and so forth. And uh, they make it happen, and then we split. Uh, yeah, you don't pay anything. No. They take it with you. Yeah, we, and we just they split. can place it, then you're yes. going to split some money. We split it with Pravda, and uh, the um, through ASCAP we get. Occasionally we had some pretty good checks. Uh, Kyle Oilo, who was in played on the Surf Zombies' second album, I guess he got kind of a shockingly... Uh, big check, big one check, day. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
And that was after he left the group. But, right. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think he, we had some hard feelings because it kind of really ended dr- dramatically. Uh, well, that, that's, that's, that's <laughs> seriously a way for a lot of people to make some money nowadays is the music and the TV shows. I know uh, a guest on our podcast was William Elliott Whitmore. Oh, wow. Um, and yeah. he, he found some pretty major success. Wow. His song was featured on the first Red Dead Redemption video. That's right. Ooh. That's right. Yeah. Um, and, and that, like, I think that's an instant kind of national worldwide popularity that can pop up, not Ooh. just so much of a local level. So imagine if one of your oh songs ends up on a, on a video game something or a TV show or something yeah. bigger, then you're no longer an Iowa band. That'd be that awesome. <laughs> yeah. But you never know. And see you're, what you're doing, what I'm envisioning that you're doing is you're basically getting your stuff out to every possible avenue that you can so that... If that happens, you know, if that lottery ticket winner happens, you know, like you never know, you're ready to roll. Yeah. yeah, we are kind of focused on the band, and you know, everybody's, you know, we all have our day gigs and everything, but we're interested in, you know, going for anything that comes up. But well, and I've always been a proponent. We've talked a couple times online about about YouTube monetization. Yes, wonderful. And and I and I know that it seems because I, I was in this boat. It seems like it's impossible to make any money on YouTube because they keep making it. Now you have to have what is it? Like you got to have a thousand subscribers yes. oh, and you I have tried. to have at least a hundred thousand watch time minutes oh. in the last thirty days. Oh, and how, and so how many hundred thousand watch really time minutes for me? Really, I believe in the Damn. in a in a in the last 30 day period. Wow. Or, or maybe it's a little less. I can't remember what it is, but it, as a, as an artist with not many subscribers okay. and it's really hard to reach those numbers. And I yeah. was in the same boat. I, uh, a member of our band was like, you got to sign up for that monetization. You never know. I'm like, well, what, what are we going to make half a cent a month? You know, like what yeah. is the point? But what happened was I did sign up for it. And then that stroke of lightning happens where all of a sudden one of your videos gains some traction and now you're over the subscriber limit. Now you're over the watch time limit, and now the money actually rolls in. What? Do no, you know how many plays or whatever? How many views you got? Yeah. So we our whole channel's at 1.6 million. Oh, awesome! But, <laughs> but again, but again, that's that's something I never thought would yes. ever happen because Jeez. we're each video is getting a hundred views. You know, and you're you're never gonna get that. But if that one video, which we still don't know why. This video, we put out a cover of uh, Tennessee Whiskey, okay. an old cover song. Yeah. And for some reason, that is just a transcending song that everybody wow. in the world searches on YouTube and people thought it was good. All right. And, and you know, so, so had I, again, had I continued to be skeptical and said, no, we're not going to oh. apply for this monetization, we would have never made the money off of that. That's amazing. You know, and granted, it, it is copyright claimed by the owner of the song, so we're not making as much as you're splitting as or would. getting we're, a, yeah we're splitting part of it we're splitting our, our some percentage i don't yes. think they really tell you but no. but our channel is generating right now like 250 bucks a month oh man yeah. and are you gonna is a band yeah. of four people gonna make a living off of that no but it's a continued hey. supplemental income yeah. for for getting money and putting it back into your merchandise yeah. or or creating video more videos with it so yep. we we've gotten lucky i mean we're at 10,000 subscribers and 1.6 million views or whatever on the channel but Ooh. but it took i mean that's awesome. been a year and a half of just pushing 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 and yeah. and that's almost how the the film and the movies and the video game stuff is like get it out there cuz what if yes. what if it hits right yes ASCAP is my friend. ASCAP is my friend. Well, I sure do love it. I was being kind of a wise guy. On I try not to be like a, a too edgy or anything, but everybody was complaining about ASCAP uh, leaning on venues, which isn't funny. Uh, you know, we've we got bounced out of uh, um, back pocket in uh, Coralville because we violated or we we used material that was uh, ASCAP. Wait, uh, yeah, and it was our own material. They said, "Oh, you violated the ASCAP thing because you played songs by ASCAP artists." And yeah, that was our stuff. We played our Wait, stuff you, while you were playing the show. It was somebody? after, you know, that we can't have you back because you play ASCAP. So somebody, material. some some <laughs> sneaky spy from ASCAP, something was some, at the show. Something I don't know. I don't know how it works. How does that work? <laughs> what? So you're yeah. not allowed to play no. at the back pocket anymore. No. We had two two gigs there that were reasonably good, 
But anyway, it's just but, funny. But time out a second, and, okay. and maybe I'm speaking out of turn know. here. But do, aren't aren't the clubs generally responsible for for paying the yes. money to say that it's fine to right. have these, this music played here? I right. wonder. I, yeah. I believe there's. I believe there's. It's based on how often they have music inside yeah, the venue. It's a Is fee. that right? Yeah, yeah. it's a fee and to so, say if as long as you pay right. me X amount Correct. of dollars. You can play whatever songs you want. I there. think that's right. how it works. But back pocket must not have had some venues don't want to pay, so they'll only have original acts, which you are. Yeah. However, your ASCAP protected yeah. your music is so that no one else can play your music. <laughs> even you, yeah. you can't play your. Not music Not even in a you bar. can play your own music. That was funny. <laughs> man. Oh, that's so weird. It's so weird. But anyhow, so I, I understand what it's like to be to lose a, a gig because of ASCAP and people oh. were complaining about it on Facebook, you know, musicians and, uh, and I'm being a wise guy took a picture. This is terrible. I took a picture of my check and posted, I said, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's not cool. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> I take it back. God, everybody's got opinions, don't they? Yeah. And I try not to, I don't want to fall into the trap of arguing, being an angry white man. I'm not that. You're not that? No. You don't seem angry at all. Not angry. Quite the opposite. I'm angry at dumbness, but yeah. Well, that's, that should be everything. Just don't be dumb. Well, another thing that (laughs) I saw that, I mean, (laughs) again, why, why I like having you on this episode is because you do seem to diversify. Like we're, it's like we're talking money. We're diversifying our portfolio. I feel like you're doing the same thing with your band because you're also, I mean, you guys have your own beer at Iowa Brewing Company. Oh yeah. Jeez. I'm definitely odd man out here. I'm the only one who doesn't have my own drink. Oh my God. We have two two of the three people in the room have their own alcoholic beverage. Cedar Cedar Ridge. We should have a uh, uh, link a, Cedar Ridge with Iowa Brewing Company for an event. Yeah, right. Those are two places, two uh, local, awesome oh, breweries, distilleries. Well, so how did the Iowa how did the Brewing brew, Company? How oh. did your beer, which is called um, Surf Zombies IPA? Yeah. Or is it a double? I Surf don't Zombie IP. I think it's yeah. a double. Uh, no, it's a regular. <laughs> it was. How did, and I think how did they, that come out? Did they, did, did they approach you about that? Or is that yeah. something you said, hey, I think we should do well, this? Um my wife's son, Chris, is friends with uh, Robbie Stefan, and he's the son of Craig yeah. Stefan. So neat, neat pizza, yes. we're brewing, yep. And we were, I think we were hanging out on a Tuesday night with uh, me and the boys were hanging out and just we were oh, partying a little bit. And, and uh, Robbie said, oh, we're gonna, we've got a, a new uh, IPA coming up, and we need to, we should name it Surf Zombies. I'm like... That sounds cool. I, I sketched. Do this. Yeah, I sketched out some stuff, and I go, "No, make it a double IPA." And then uh, <laughs> that's about all we said. I don't know. And so anyway, we tested it. Like, and they said, "Hey, we're doing it." And like, oh, okay. And I tested it, and like, before it was fully. Uh, yeah, they they weren't they weren't quite done. Cooked, they were still you know, kinda, whatever. Yeah. But it was like, whoa, this really crazy good. And uh, I guess it's like their second top seller for after the more like. Bud, Budweiser type or whatever lager, which that's good yep. too, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so so that's got to be pretty cool because they now are are can are bottling that as well, yeah, right? Like gosh, you can yeah. buy that on the shelves at it's crazy. It's yeah, high V's. I think it's in Des Moines. Um, the guys were talking to a venue there that had it on tap, and uh, were asking you know if they wanted to have the Surf Zombies play, and they I think they were saying that we wouldn't be a good fit. And like, <laughs> hey dude, you got Surf Zombies on tap? Are you telling me you we tell can't me that, play you here? You tell me that people aren't going to want me to play here with my own beer? <laughs> I think they don't like drums or something. Or I don't yeah, know. Yeah, nobody quiet, likes drums. It's, it's a quiet gig, you know. Drums but, are terrible. But uh, you know, it's like <laughs> we can't. Terrible. Yeah. So 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 that was essentially kind of right time, right place, knowing the right people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and did did you essentially was there any sort of negotiation of like we'd like some we'd like some payment for this or we'd like some residuals no. for using our name or no? I just come in and 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 grab a case it anytime I want. Yeah, and they're like, here you go. <laughs> no, Here's your free growler. I, I don't. I should, but you should. Yeah, I should. I should just strong arm them a little bit. That would be a contingency for me. It's like, dude. hey, dude, <laughs> you uh, you must. Fr- fridge is empty, but it's <laughs> yeah. kind of heavy. Do it's. It's, it's pretty. It's, pretty it's hard delicious. It's hard to take a good beer. I do oh my, like what eight percent or something like yeah. that. It's like six point nine. Might as well be eight. So <laughs> it's close enough, I think. Or 
six something. Well, I've, I've had some people uh, reach out to me and I'm sure they've done to you to say, well, you know, how do I get Cedar Ridge to make me a whiskey or yeah. how do I get Iowa brew to make my band a beer? And you know, it's, it's really not that simple because no. a, a, a distillery or a brewery has to look at it from the point yeah. of, of, you know, will putting this name on there help sell things. And as a band, if you have the opportunity That's to get crazy. your name on something, yeah, you, I think you got to look at it from two ways. Do you want to <laughs> do you want to make some money off this? Do you want to make this as a business decision to make some residuals or some sponsorship dollars, or is it just the coolest thing ever to have I, your name on? We're something? just we're just we're just glad that it's awesome beer and uh, and that you know we just get a good feeling when we go in there and the the people that own it and work there are just nice normal and you're supporting local kind of people yeah tight. and i don't you know we never really talked about uh micro pennies from that like right. i guess uh here <laughs> let, let us play in your venue give yeah, us pay us some money for that we'll call it good i think that's good enough i mean you can't monetize every everything <laughs> last time i saw you uh i think was over the summer i think it was at iowa brewing company oh wow you guys were playing outside on the, like, oh, like kind of elevated little yeah. patio area there were we standing on those pillars yeah <laughs> maybe you were i can't remember i go get on the pillar now <laughs> and, we're gonna, and then we try to make choreography and stuff like, <laughs> like we're in a surf movie like yep for, you know gosh. like cheesy chore- choreography <laughs> yeah well, we and I think I remember you, I think you said, you either said something after that show, maybe on Facebook or something at the show, or I heard you saying something, correct me if I'm wrong, but you said something about how, um, you know, I think it was on our music page about how sometimes it can be tough. Cause we've been talking about how one of the best things a band can do to help guarantee to get paid more is to make their patrons and their guests drink more at said bar. <laughs> and I think you said something about how there are some bands out there that, the crowds don't drink that much or the crowd shows oh, up yeah, and, and drinks, drinks waters. And, and that, that's kind of tough. Cause you can't yeah. really, you're not oh the gosh. one telling them what to drink, but do you, do you ever get affected um, with trying to get back to clubs or trying to get back to venues? If, if your last bar tabs weren't very high from your fans, I'm or patrons? sure it's yeah. You know, just I've been, I've played Cedar Rapids since like 92 or 93 and it is a, kind of a tough town really i mean people you know the audiences they they i mean we've had a lot of great gigs but not every gig is a no, total that, success that, you that's know? anybody for sure sure you know but um um we had the the flaming camaros is like my cover band which um we uh we've got a little fan club of these people from up north that are older an older crowd and they dress kind of like 50s like like grease what do you call it they dress like grease and they're older yes they're older and they they maybe have they order water and they they kind of take over the dance floor they're kind of like aggressive and so that's kind of what I was (laughs) posting about this aggressive group and you know they're nice and everything but I don't think they tip and they sure don't drink a lot of beers you feel bad because you know that money's not going back into the staff into the bar and they kind of take the place over they own it you know and they're nice people oh yeah there's nothing wrong with that go out and have fun fun and support music and dance you know if you got if you you should tip man everybody oh yeah Everybody Even should if you're tip. drinking water. Hey, thanks for yes, working. Tip. Thanks but, for pouring I mean, you know, me. I mean, it's crazy, but the okay. the servers, you know, it's worth it. It's worth supporting. You know, if you're out and support those servers and the venue, and tip a little extra if you can when you're hearing some any place that has live music. You know, go there for lunch or or stop in at least get a beer or something. Yeah. And, buy some food uh, and or whatever. Tip, tip those servers. It's well, cool. it's it's so tough because you can't really you can't really be like, hey, you can only come to our show if you drink. Which is yeah. weird. Yeah. Like comedy oh. shows at Penguins. Yeah, it's like they they it's put the, drink the, minimums. So the two like, drink oh, minimum. Two drink minimum. Yeah, we're gonna do. So like you can't really yeah. do that at a bar. <laughs> yeah. I don't think for music. But yeah. I, so I always find it like how do you encourage. how do you encourage people to to spend some money here? And I think yes. a lot of it can help from the repetition from the band of saying, hey. Get out, get over to that bar staff. Get that this one beer is yeah. so delicious. Oh. You gotta try Support it. Support your local bartender, so yeah. on and so forth. And yeah. we we've always made it a point from day one, ten years ago, to say, tip your bartenders, tip your bartenders. Ooh. Oh, you you know, you gotta Excellent. You just whatever you could because we we've spoken about this on so many episodes that if the staff loves you, 
the ch- better chances you are of coming back because the staff yeah. is kind of that direct line to an owner or to a booking agent to say these guys are great. That's Their crowd great. was awesome. So whatever you can do, even if even if you guys as a band, you know, you got some free drinks out of it, still tip as a band. Oh gosh, yeah. even if you get your free drinks, you know, um, Mason, our singer's wife, used to bartend at the Hub in Cedar Falls. Did you ever play there? There is on Main so. Street. It oh. was Fourth and Main before that. Wow. It's called Whiskey Road now. It's a oh, restaurant. Oh, but, wow. No. But um, she used to tell us horror stories about some of these bands that would come through, these touring bands, bigger name bands, and how they would just treat oh, yeah. the bar staff like shit. You know? And, and that's a pretty quick way to not get asked back oh gosh, if your yeah. staff hates you oh, and they won't geez. work. So I don't know. I'd, I, I don't know if there's a right answer to helping make people drink more at your yeah, show. That's the but, thing. You don't want anybody to get, you know, unsafe level. But, that's awesome. but yeah. still... <laughs> Try to try to spend some money. <laughs> you know, you can have a couple drinks and not right. Such Even thing one. as a healthy balance. Yes, yes. There is one. Yeah, get some appetizers. <laughs> That's right. There you go. Get some mozzarella sticks. Yeah, cheese balls. Yeah. Jalapeno wheels. And <laughs> jalapeno wheels. <laughs> Extreme fajitas. <laughs> what do you um? What do you think about the local music scene? I mean, you've been playing music. Or how long have you been playing music in Cedar Rapids? Oh yeah, I, I landed here about ninety. Three, as far as I can tell. And you've been playing music around here since then? Yeah, I just just got right into it as best I could. Uh, what are your thoughts on how things have maybe ebbed and flowed and changed around here for, for music and the scene? Wow, that's, it's neat to see a lot of new bands. Like when Kevin Sibnocker goes out and films everybody on a Friday night and posts it, you can check out bands you've never seen. It's pretty exciting. It doesn't he call that like Friday night out or yeah. something like that? And he'll go see six different bands and make a little montage yeah, of it. Yeah, that's really neat. It's amazing. I'm really impressed with what I'm seeing when I... It's hard to get out. I mean, you know, after you play a lot, you kind of want to just lay low. But I try to run in and... And grab a beer as often as I can and hear a little a tune or two, you know, and without, you know, being out too crazy late. <laughs> I got to see my wife once in a while. Once she's, in a while, right? She's really great. She just <laughs> is amazing. So, what, What's changed for, uh, like, pay-wise since 90, the early 90s, yeah. late 90s to now? Have what things? Happened? I've heard things have kind of stayed the same. Probably. Almost. I mean, I you know, meerkats were kind of a... We, you know, we just never know how to pick the most popular song covers. That's always been my... You're doing it for yourself, though? Yep. We're just real stubborn. We pick, you know, what we think is cool, or we write the songs we like, and, you know, we'll try to try to play something popular that catches, you know, the average person's ear, but we try, you know, try too hard. <laughs> keep it weird, you know. It's like, you know, we try to really keep things slightly weird and so <laughs> slightly extra weird and uh anyhow so we were never like the top tier drawing or paid band so we used to play like mad dogs for maybe 225 or mad dogs or is that a different place well mad dogs was what's now bo max oh, okay yeah, Stacey Which I, Foster. Which I think they're going to be doing live music. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. Question mark. I think I've heard that. That was a that was a that was a wild bar. Anyhow, it was way back. It was a, kind of a metal bar. Yeah. You know, that's where we kind of jumped in, and there was a lot of good kind of. And then you know, then they went over to. Uh, big dogs, right? Which, right. On, which Chrome Horse, Kurt Burgess's favorite place in the world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was. You know, I think there's that really left a big imprint on everybody's. Perception well, and I wasn't here, uh, right. but, but people still talk about big dogs. Do. Like the scene died when big dogs yeah. died. Yeah. I mean, is that a thing? Because I don't. I was never I there. I it was just a. You just go up there and get some stupid Bud Light and <laughs> watch bands. Darn hang. Yeah, it's just bands all the time. Like who's yeah. playing? Who cares? Just go, go there and just drink some beer, man, and just rock out all night every night. And you know, we ran around with a big bunch of girls and. We had our big bunch of friends and our band. Then we'd play there, and we played there uh, the night Ozzy was in town playing at the Five Seasons yeah. or whatever. And uh, I think it was a Monday night, and Meerkats were playing, and it was like nobody. It was absolutely empty. We're playing, and and then uh, all of a sudden, just all like, of a sudden, the door, bam, and we got we maxed out like three hundred bucks on a Monday. And like I remember, uh, Jody was the kind of bouncer manager bartender guy and he had to pay us 300 he was kind of bitching that 
that he had to pay you that and much. It's like pay up, sucker. You saw how many people walked in this. Bar. Yeah, we had a, we were just obnoxious though. Well, and that's what that that's what that whole uh, Luke Tweedy five dollar show article was. Is yeah. that you know that that inflation has occurred. People are making more money. Uh, you know, like everything costs more. But they're saying that, oh, that yeah. live music. Live music doesn't still costs about the same. We haven't gotten that cost of living increase. Yeah, and in fact, cost of buying music is actually less than it ever was. So the music scene's always been struggling to like keep up with natural inflation, and I don't know why people can go spend twenty dollars a person to go see a movie in a movie theater, but but they're reluctant to pay a five dollar cover to go see a band, and that's what this group's always been about. Is like, how do we continue to add value to our music? scene and what we do oh boy it's you know i'm so i gotta tell you i'm super impressed with the people you've had you know uh, starting with rick clay i I loved his um yeah the sound podcast he was that was i listened to that like three times heck yeah there's so much good info on there and every everybody's these i'm 57 you guys are younger and i'm really i gotta say i've just kind of had my head down doing my own thing kind of living in a bubble which is real nice but just to hear what you guys are doing and uh, the success you're having and the way you guys approach business, I've been just so impressed that you guys are all doing this so well. And it's just well, and, and wonderful. And props to you for not being stuck in your ways, though, too. Cause oh, I, wow. I think it's very easy. And I know that I'm starting to, the older you do, I get, I'm starting in. to, you say, this is how we do it. This yes, is how sir. it's supposed to be done. But, <laughs> but there will always be young people coming with a more analytical brain it's wonderful more uh, i heard this the other day they're actually talking about nhl hockey coaches (laughs) but they're talking about how when you're when you when you're younger your brain is still able to bend a little bit like to still go now hold on a second this is the way i do it but what if we do it this way and and the older you get the more rigid you just go this is how it's done this is how i should do it yeah And, and i think i think it's just cool to hear that that you're at least saying, man, oh, that's something that I could totally learn from and pick oh, up on. Oh, boy. And I think it's evident by by you trying to do all these different things and generate revenue and... You, but you're still hanging on to the I'm old still, stuff. You still I'm got, locked in. You have physical CDs. You're, are you still cutting LP like uh, vinyls yeah, and we, stuff? Like, we, we'll have another. Our vinyls sec- coming back around, second man. Second vinyl will be coming up. Uh, pretty of the yeah. Our album's will be purchasing that. Return of the Skeleton. Thank you. Yeah, we recorded on an eight track cassette See? machine. What the old hell? meets new, man? What is that? What is an eight track? Yeah, it's an eight <laughs> channel cassette. We record on what's cassette. a cassette? <laughs> yeah, God. it's so far out. Ian is a he's our guitar player, and my gosh, that guy is he's crazy talented. He's a really excellent guitar repairman and studio tech guy and guitar builder and songwriter and player and he's just the coolest guy on the planet you got a good group of guys they're just amazing are, i've been lucky are you a firm believer that uh being in a band is is even crazier than being married because you're essentially married to yeah, all the different weird. band members why yeah you gotta just like it's almost like we're just like totally intertwined with uh you know, we're so you got to be so in sync. You know, if you get get in the van, it's like you will. Got to spend time. You, with you these know people. your place. <laughs> Just keep your mouth quiet. Don't don't get crazy. Don't be annoying. You got to have just the right people. Be smooth. Be in the band. You, yeah, yeah, it's weird crucial. how you just lubricate. You you move between each other and you know, you know, just like eels. You know, just like <laughs> you're just a. You, you do. You Slimy almost know eels. your band, your band members better than you know your significant others sometimes because yeah. you're just yeah. You you there, there's something different about playing music <laughs> with somebody and that connection that you have with them. And, it is, and I'll still hold true that that the best thing I've ever done by getting in music is just the that moment when you're connected with a band or another player on stage and you're and you're everything is just perfect for for yeah. five seconds everything is perfect right yeah. you know even that five seconds is what it's like hitting a golf ball you know you hit oh. you go out and play 18 holes and you shoot a 200 but that one beautiful <laughs> 100 yard chip shot bounces an inch from the hole that's what keeps you playing golf yeah. i think that's what keeps you playing music too right yeah yeah Sports. So I'm sports man. analogies today. That's, those yeah. are good. Those are helpful. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell me this, man. I think we'll we always hit about an hour, and believe it or not, we've been talking for an we're hour. We're just but, getting started. I know we're just getting rolling. Yeah. Tell oh. me, 
tell me what again. you think we can continue to do to improve this local music scene. Wow, that's tough. Well, supporting each other is pretty darn nice if you can get out. And it's hard for me. I, I feel I you, nobody can do it all. But if you can get out and support each other's bands a little bit, that that can't be a bad place to start. But it is tough, you know. Everybody's it's easy to stay home and you know stream, uh, you know, watch videos. Yeah, Netflix. Stay or home just, in the safety just, of your home. Yeah, just get yeah. on the couch and put your head under the blanket and just. Oh my God! It's staying home is nice, but <laughs> yeah, if you can is. get out and support. Just make it a point to support venues. Pick, pick that, a show a week or something yeah. like that. If you're not playing. I mean, places like Tailgaters, they, I think they had a show last night on a Tuesday night. I like saw a that. Touring wow. band. You know what I mean? Like, you got to think. It's hard. I, I agree. I'm gone almost every weekend playing somewhere. Yeah. But but if I've got a Friday night or a Thursday night or a Sunday, I'm going to try to see somebody. Just blow in for a little bit. Just blow, Even if in the summer, it's like Sundays. We used to do these uh, music, musician rides, mm-hmm. bicycle rides. Oh. Did you do a couple of those with I, this? I, I didn't get to go to one. I will, we're going to yeah, do more. Yeah, we only did a couple of them. Oh. We'll do it again we're next summer. More. But, but on Sunday, you know, like we'd go see like Jeff Kraft uh, right. playing piano yeah. at the the yeah. Shack Tavern, like whatever. Ooh. Try to get out, and you, you, I love seeing a musician's face light up when when a musician also walks into a bar. Like you're the same way. Just, yeah. you see, you see <laughs> yeah. a friend or a musician walk in, you're like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's my buddy. I know him. It's and it, then you try to show off for him and yeah. <laughs> fail miserably on a weird drum solo. You know, like yeah. Oh, this has happened to you for sure. Huh? Every time. Okay. Oh. Every time. I look in the crowd and I find the one guy that's looking right at me yeah. and I know he's a drummer yeah. because he's, he's like what's the, what's going on so then Arms I'm like crossed. I'm specifically playing to him and I'm trying to do weird things just to make him go oh that was cool and they never they never go oh that was cool they're always go. just going man look at that guy he sucks yeah. oh. I, could, I could do that it's always Ooh, humiliating he's no playing to a click track blah, blah, blah. oh yeah Oh, well, man, man, I appreciate you stopping by. Yeah, it was wonderful. Brock Hockner. That's right. <laughs> of the, the Surf Zoppies. I was uh, named after Brooke Benton. He's a soul singer. My mom's cool. Your mom is cool. Ma- Brooke Benton. Brooke, Brooke Hoover of Surf Zoppies. Yeah. Check them out. You got any shows coming up? Uh, yeah, Local Friday. Shows? Gosh, where are we? Octopus Friday and... Oh, I know we're somewhere Saturday, and it's a drive. I don't know where. When's your? What's? Can you remember your next Cedar Rapids yeah, show so people can get out and check no, it out? Oh, uh, Iowa Brewing Company's coming up. Oh, I, so you can drink a oh, Surf Zombie it's IPA coming up. That's, while listening to the dang, Surf. That's zombies. some serious we'll, inception right there. We'll be blasting it. Do you think I'm going to tell? I want to tell people where you're going to be, so I'm going to look all at right, your Facebook. Thanks. I'm going to judge your uh, social media right now while Ooh, I look at this. All right, let's see if there's. Let's any, see if you got any events goes. coming up here. That's good. I don't see Give any it. events, my friend. Oh, we suck. I thought you're going to be at Ribco in December. That's a cool venue. Yeah. Big Grove. Let's see, man. Gas Lamp. You're wow. all over the place, Jeez. man. Gas no Lamp's a cool club. Have you been there yet? Yes, yes. In Des Moines, that's a really cool club. The, yeah, we. That's kind of one of our regular stomps. Regular stomps. Well, um, dude, I'm not seeing. I don't see your events on here. All right. Well, guys, that's your that? next. That's Trevor, your, Ian, <laughs> that is your next step is to make sure you get those Facebook Thanks. events. Up. You know, we just we we. I appreciate that. Do you have a website? No, we just use Bandcamp and Facebook. I've heard a lot lately um, that. Uh, I used to think websites were like, eh, whatever. Yeah, really. goes to your website. But I've heard a lot lately that a promoters and, and booking agents are, are really spending some time looking for a real website, yeah. a professional website. Um, I've also heard, this is just a tip for everybody in general, I've heard from a couple different people that do some city festival type stuff in Cedar Rapids. Okay. They've been asking for electronic press kits from right. bands yes. for next year. And they said the majority of things that have come in have just been a link to a Facebook page. Uh, okay. Like, look at our Facebook page or, or here's our one YouTube video. It's like, so they were complaining to me saying that nobody really has that electronic press kit um, uh. available and, and they want to see that when they're booking these shows so I think maybe in the maybe in the future upcoming of, if, you know episodes we can talk about making that EPK, EPK. that's yeah, what they want EPK. It's it's a, it seems to be a pretty important thing for a lot of people they want it all in one place one click I've got everything I need to make a decision on okay. this band kind of a thing excellent so. that's we're gonna do that it's just a thought. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll talk about that next episode. Heck yeah. Wonderful. Cool. Heck well, thanks again for coming, man. Yeah, Mike. Appreciate it. Super cool. I think that's it for episode 17. It's episode 17, not 12. Not 12. <laughs> Get it right, AJ. All right, thanks, everybody. We'll see you later. Bye.
like a punk, you know that's unheard of. 